Alhamdulillahi na'hamaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamadhillala wa man yudlilhu falahadiyala wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Allahumma rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma rabbana atina min ladunka rahmatan wa hayyilana min amrina rashada Allahumma rabbi yassir wa la tu'assir وَتَمِّمْ بِالْخَيْرِ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم صدق الله صدق الله العلي العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين أما بعد الحمد لله Alhamdulillah, all praises and thanks are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us to be here today to perform the Salatul Jum'ah and uh, to listen to the khutbah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower his peace and uh, blessings upon the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَاسْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ And upon his family members and companions, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower upon each and every one of us his rahmah, his mercy, his guidance, his forgiveness, and his acceptance. I once more ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower his rahmah, his mercy upon me by giving me the permission and the ability to fulfill this responsibility in delivering the khutbah or the sermon. I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's acceptance. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower unto me the quality of tawakkal Allah, the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the taqwa, the piety, the iman, the faith, the hikmah, the wisdom, the ilm, the knowledge, and once more the ability to fulfill this responsibility in delivering the sermon or the khutbah. I put my tawakkal, I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most sufficient. My brothers and sisters, alhamdulillah, today happens to be the 18th of the blessed month of Rabiul Awwal. And as we all know, Rabiul Awwal is the month in which the Prophet ﷺ was born on the 12th of Rabiul Awal, according to most scholars and researchers. 
So in this month, we would have been hearing throughout the year, we do hear lectures, reminders about the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But alhamdulillah, uh, in this month, we hear more reminders and more lectures and hear many more events and programs uh, reminding us about the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I'm sure that you have been hearing and you have been following and our viewers on Al-Hikmat TV worldwide who are live looking at this khutbah right now, uh, you are of course aware of all these different activities. But for the barakat, for the reminder, as we remind ourselves all, that, all the time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind and by reminding the believers benefit. So I just want to remind myself and remind you um, on a few points about the Prophet ﷺ. Because as Muslims who follow the Sunnah or who are supposed to follow the Sunnah and the practice of the Prophet ﷺ, it is very important that we remind ourselves of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who has been, if we look at his life and his, his, his biography, we would see that he has been, Subhanallah, the most successful man that has ever walked on this earth the last and final messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with all the prophets coming before and all the different guidelines that the prophets were sent with, the message of the Quran and the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is compact with all those different examples of all the various prophets that came by. And hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has completed this deen, has made mukammal and complete this Quran in such a compact way and send the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to live and exemplify the message of the Quran. And I don't want myself and you to listen to this from a story point of view, but as Muslims, when we listen about the Prophet ﷺ, we need to make the intention that at least we should try to follow the footsteps of the Prophet ﷺ. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. But at least we need to make that effort because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al Imran, chapter 3, verse 31. Surah Al Imran, chapter 3, verse 31. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Qul in kuntum Allah, fattabiyuni. Chapter 3, verse 31, Allah says, and reveal this verse to the world, the humankind, that if we love God, if we love Allah, in kuntum Allah, if you love Allah, fattabi'uni, we were commanded to follow the Prophet. So it's not my opinion. 
I don't want you to go around saying this is Sheikh Shafiat's opinion. No, 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 no. I'm only reminding myself and reminding you and our viewers throughout the world on Al-Hikmat TV. We were commanded in the Quran, Fattabi'uni. Qul in kundum Allah. If we say we love Allah, if we worship Allah, then we need to follow the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in how he worshipped Allah. In how he lived as a prophet. <coughs> in how he lived as a father. In how he lived as a husband. In how he exemplified a good true businessman's lifestyle. How he lived as a community leader. Fattabiuni, we need to apply that in our lifestyle. Not just listen to the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yeah, there's blessings in that. But we need to make the intention to apply it. Again, we're not perfect. See, we're not perfect. But we need to make that intention. Not just come to the khutbah, as I always remind myself and remind others. I know some of you receive a lot of sakina, do you know? When I went to to uh, New York last week, I did a khutbah, very beautiful masjid, subhanallah, and I must mention that for those who are listening to it in New York, there are some brothers who told us after they finished their Juma, they will tune in to Al-Hikmah TV to listen to our khutbah here, mashallah. So you don't want them to see people sleeping here, you know what I mean? They'll think that Darulun got a bunch of sleepers. A khutbah is a place where you sit and you listen. <laughs> You know, sometimes you need to communicate. I've said this many times. Do you know why the, the khutbah is designed with a member? Why a member? So the khatib can be high and he can see the people. And they can see him. And they can have eye contact. But when you bend your head and you sleep, there's no eye contact. So I don't know if you're dead or you're alive. And I don't know if you're dreaming or you're sleeping. And what I know is that you're not following the sunnah. Because the sunnah is to look at the khatib in the khutbah. Do you know that? Yeah, that's the reason for the member being so high. The Prophet wasallam used to go on the third step on the member, the highest form. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he became the khalifa, he would go on the second step because he did not want to stand on the same step that the Prophet wasallam stood on. Umar radiallahu ta'ala who went on the third step. Out of respect for their leaders. Yeah? Go check the history. <laughs> the whole purpose was what? To look at the audience. And the audience look at the khatib so you can have eye contact and you can connect. And if you follow the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam's khutbah, he would look at the people and talk. Yeah. <laughs> so... Back to what we were reminding ourselves on, the purpose of the sunnah and the purpose of us reminding ourselves of the life of the Prophet ﷺ is to make the intention to apply his sunnah in our lifestyle. Not just listen to it. Like if you listen to Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy and some previous president's life history. You listen to it. You cannot become like them. Illa mashallah. But the Prophet wasallam, we can make the intention to follow his sunnah. See? And Allah is saying that. 
We hear the Prophet ﷺ lifestyle, but we don't pay heed. Some of, some of us don't even remember that the Prophet ﷺ said, the angel Jibreel said, actually, woe unto that person who hears the name of Muhammad ﷺ. And that person does not say Woe. Woe unto that person. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Amin. So when we hear about the Prophet ﷺ, we got to concentrate. We got to be attentive. That when we hear Muhammad, we should say, Allah's peace and blessings be upon him. And if we ignore saying that, well, you hear what Angel Jibreel ﷺ said, Woe on that person. So we've got to be alert. The khutbah is a combination of the Quran and the Sunnah. I was telling you that there are some people, and I was mentioning to the people in New York last week at one of the lectures, I think, at the Al-Ihsan Islamic Academy there. When people gather in a khutbah, <clears throat> when people gather in a lecture of Quran and Sunnah, right? The hadith says that Allah's sakina. Allah's tranquility descends on those people. You follow, Brother Shamir? Peace and tranquility and itmanan a qalb. So it looks as though some people, they get too much peace and tranquility that they fall asleep. Waiting, Brother Rafiq. They get so much tranquility, they're so connected, they go to sleep. They alone receive all the angels' tranquility and stuff. So don't try to be too much into that category. Yeah, yeah. I, my job is only to remind myself and remind you. And I, I, I like to, to remind myself and remind our people so we'll be a better people. We'll be better Muslims. You understand, Brother Ashraf? And you have your dark shades. I don't know if you sleep in your wake. But anyhow, whatever. Allah knows, though. I may not know if you sleep awake. Allah knows. Anyhow, I'm just saying that to kind of remind myself, remind you. So we all get more blessings. Isn't that so? We all get more blessings when we are reminded of Quran and Sunnah. So our Prophet وسلم, we are so fortunate to belong to his, this ummah. His name, Muhammad. You know what that means? According to some commentators, they say that Muhammad means the one who praises Allah the most. The one who praised Allah the most. Because Muhammad, Hamada, to praise, means to praise comes from the Arabic word Hamda, to praise. And the name Muhammad comes from Muhammad Hamim Dal. And what is Hamim Dal? Alhamdulillah. All praises and thanks are due to Allah. That word Hamd. Yeah? You get Ahmad, one who praises Allah. Muhammad, the one who praises Allah the most. Look at the name. 
The name in itself chosen by Allah. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa No man gave this name to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose this name Muhammad for the Prophet sallallahu Whom? Allah chose this name. Do you know my brothers and sisters? The name Muhammad is a living miracle in the world today. Not only is Muhammad the name of the Prophet that person who praised Allah the most, oh remember, <clears throat> he used to pray salah until his feet became swollen. Nafil salah, nafil salah. Sahabas will say, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi your passings and future sins have been forgiven. Why do you have to pray so much? Optional prayer. What was his answer? Should I at not least thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Should I at not least praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his bounties and favors? So he was the most when it comes to praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's take the next category according to some Mufassirin and commentators of the name Muhammad. One is praised Allah the most. Next. His name is the most recognized name in the world. So if anyone denies the truth of Islam, say, okay, brother, you don't understand the Quran, eh? but just go do some scientific day-to-day -day research on a history or research or whatever you want to call it on the name Muhammad. It's the most, most used name in the world. So some Mufassirin and commentators say, the name Muhammad chosen by Allah is a living miracle that it has been proven till today, 1400 years after. That that name from the Quran, Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa is the most used name, the most famous name, the most popular name, the most recognized name, because it, the meaning of the name is that it will be the most recognized, the most praised, the most used. Let's say we don't even know that. Yeah? Let's go to Salah. Technically, throughout the world, <coughs> based on the, the time zone of different countries, based on what? The time zone of different countries, it has been it has been researched that almost every hour, every minute, every second of the day, Adhan is called somewhere in the world. Think about it. Think about it. Forget about research. Their research could be wrong. Even though you and I know. Once London, London brothers, some of the... The, the scholars there had said that Muhammad is one of the most famous and used names that people are giving to their children. And forget about London, the whole world. The name Muhammad is one of the most pronounced names in the world, a miracle of the living, a living miracle of the Quran. That Allah is saying that the Rasul, Muhammad sallallahu the one who would praise Allah the most, the one whose name is the most recognized. 
So Adhan is being called almost every minute in some country in the world. Yeah? For some people now it's Isha. For some people now it's Tahajud. They're probably reading Nafil Tahajud. And when they sit in Tahajud, they, they recite Darud Sharif, don't they? Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. So if the name Muhammad is not called in an adhan, some minute and second in the world, in the adhan, somebody is praying salah somewhere in the world. And in every salah, when we sit to conclude our salah, we say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. There's no other name in the world that has been used so much by any people. And whom this name has been used by? One fourth of every person that lives in the world. We got approximately how many people in the world? Eight billion people. And it is said that every uh, uh, Muslims are almost two billion people. So every fourth person is a Muslim. See, if you go into the statistics of only the name, listen, time has gone. You don't even have time. Just the name of the Prophet wasallam. That is evidence and proof of the living Quran, the great Quran, the words of the Quran that, is, that has been proven today, which means that you and I as Muslims should not procrastinate in obeying the laws of the Quran. Just the kalima and the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is a proven fact. That Islam is authentic and this is the authentic way to live. The chosen, successful, proven way in the world. Yeah? Nobody's worshipping Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa For anybody out there who are non-Muslims and listening to the khutbah, we do have a lot of non-Muslims who listen to this, this khutbah. We don't worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We pray for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We mention his name in our duas and our prayer. And just in mentioning his name, it is the most recognized and pronounced in the world. Subhanallah. Anyhow, time doesn't permit. But before we go into the second khutbah, maybe I need to remind myself and you on another aspect. Remember, we are very fortunate to belong to that. There are people who die just to belong to a political party of where their famous leader is the president, whether it's Biden, Trump, Obama, or Bush. People die, they do wrong, they spend money, they lie. They what? They lie, they spend money, they give their lives just to support a party where a president that they like existed and was president. And after election, you don't, after his four years, you don't hear about him again. How much do you hear about Bush again? How much do you hear of Obama? They were the famous presidents, huh? See? So they follow a man that you don't hear about them after they leave office. We follow a man, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whose name is the most recognized, pronounced, and used in the world, Allah Akbar. Every day, every minute, throughout the world. That's how fortunate we are, but we don't appreciate that. That's why we need to understand who was this man? What did he stand for? 
Huh? What was his mission? Do we all follow his mission? Do we make that effort? What was the main mission of the Prophet ﷺ? To spread the message of the Qur'an. How many of us take that mission? You know, it brings me back to the Qur'an, which is my very loving, famous topic. And then I have to tell you, that's why Al-Hikmat does make the effort to do 100,000 Qur'an distribution free throughout the world, throughout the world. Last week, I had a few brothers who went with me to New York, asked them, we took hundreds of down material, boom, 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 it just disappeared. They had to restrict people, please take one Quran, please take one brochure. Isn't that true, Versity? People are like, give me one for this one. I said, no, 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 please, only take one, only take one. Some of you got them here by the thousands, you don't even give nobody. Yeah, mashallah, we got people who do it. I'm not, that's why I said some. The mission of the Prophet ﷺ was spreading the message of the Quran. Yeah? Chapter 5, Surah Al-Maida. Chapter 5, Surah Al-Maida. Verse 67, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ya ayyuhar rasul, ballig ma unzila ilayka min rabbik. Wa illam taf'al fama balakta risalatahu. You know what Allah is telling the Prophet ﷺ? He says, Ya ayyuhar rasul, O messenger of Allah. Spread the message of what was revealed to you from your Lord. And what was revealed to the Prophet from his Lord? The Quran. See why we try to spread 100,000 Quran every year? That's why when we go, do you know? Ask the boys. Normally people try to travel light when they fly. Ask them. We went full eight bags in the plane. Eight bags! I have witnesses who went with me last week to New York. Eight bags, Quran, dawa materials. Because that's our mission. I told the boys, I said, this is our mission. I'm not going there only to talk about the Quran. Let's take Quran and dawa materials and distribute it. Some of you will be checking how much dollars you've got to pay extra, how much you have to pay, so you don't even walk with a Quran to read. Right, brother Amin Sheikh? Some people don't even walk with a Quran to read because it's overweight. Far less a Quran to distribute. And that was the mission of the Prophet Allah is telling him in chapter 5 verse 67, spread the message of the Quran, and if you don't spread the message of the Quran, Allah is telling the Prophet you did not fulfill the mission as the, as the messenger of Allah. So if Allah is telling the Prophet that he did not fulfill the, mess, the mission as the prophet, what do you think happens to all of us? And his entire life was to deliver the message of the Quran. His entire life was to deliver the message to the kuffar and the disbelievers. His entire life was to teach the, the Quran to people. Share the message of the Quran to the disbelievers. Allah is telling him, go check the Quran. Go back on YouTube and Facebook on al TV. Chapter 5, verse 67. Allah is... Telling the Prophet وسلم, that. that if you don't share the message and spread the message of the Quran, you have not fulfilled the mission as the messenger of Allah. And if you don't spread the message, you have not fulfilled the message, the mission. Yeah. How many of us do that? Yeah. We come to Salah, 
we pray, it's all for ourselves. Isn't it? You come, you pray salats for your own self to go to Jannah. You give zakat, it's to save your own self from hell. You fast, it's to save your own self from hell. You go to hajj, it's to save your own self from hell. What do we do for Allah? We, after salah, Allah forgive me all my sins, grant me Jannah. That's all we do, huh? But what do we do for Allah's mission? What do we do like the ambassadors that Allah sent to the world, the prophets? What was their mission? To spread the message of God. Moses, Abraham, Jesus, alayhi salatu wasalam, and all these prophets, their mission was to spread the message of God. And our Prophet wasallam, the mission. How many of us do that? So I cannot speak about the Prophet wasallam if we don't remind ourselves of his mission. That was his mission. It's not only about you and I saving from going to hell. Because when we fulfill the mission that Allah sent the Prophet wasallam to do, then we automatically are forgiven by Allah. You know, do you know that? Yeah. You see, sometimes you may hit your head on the ground and you may be praying tahajjud and making long du'as and going in four months and 40 days and three days for your own self to not go to hell. But do we do the mission of the Prophet ﷺ in spreading the message of the Quran? Yeah. <laughs> very deep, very deep, very deep. Allah is telling the Prophet that. In Surah... Um, Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33 of the Quran. Verses 45 and 46. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says again, Ya ayyuhan nabi, inna rasalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran wa nadhira wa da'iyan ilallah. What is Allah telling the Prophet sallallahu here in this verse? Ya ayyuhan nabi, O nabi, we sent you as a witness to enjoin good and forbid evil. And what do, we, what do we enjoin good and forbid evil with? The Quran. The message of the Quran. Kitab al-Haq. Wada'iyan ilallah. And Allah is telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in verse 46 of chapter 33, we sent you as a da'i to invite people to Allah. So the Prophet sallallahu invited people to Allah. He was sent for that purpose. He wasn't really sent to demonstrate how long to grow a beard. And he wasn't sent to demonstrate to wear a mama. He wasn't sent to demonstrate to wear a gown. No, 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 no. That was just his practice lifestyle. He was sent to invite people to Allah and to spread the message of the Quran so people will know what is halal, what is haram, how to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many of us do that? See, you know, again, that brings me back again to, you know, again, many of us, before we conclude the first khutbah, many of us don't realize how very fortunate you are to be here in Darululum. We are very unique. Do you know Darululum is one? I travel all over the world, alhamdulillah, all over the world. You know that. I just came back two months ago from Africa, last month from India, last week from New York. I go see all different masjids and centers. Darululum and Al-Hikmat put together is one of the most unique Islamic complex in the United States of America. Unique. One of the first of its type. 
Go check it out. We don't only have Juma. We don't only have a community center. We train people to be imams here. Not many places you find all these things put together. People learn to become Hufaz and Hafiz al-Quran here. People are groomed here to go to study to become Islamic scholars here. Do you know that? Imam, ilm, knowledge, fiqh, tafsir, salah, the whole package. With the combination of al-Hikmat. We have a magazine for almost 40 years old. We're in Dawah 40 years plus now. We got a Dawah center next door, the only type of it is Dawah studio, interfaith center, community center, print and distribute free Islamic publications to the world. How many people do all that together? You know, when we ask you to donate a $10 to a barbecue, some of you cannot even afford that. See that? Last week, we went and distributed thousands of dollars in Dawah material for free. Go check the cost for these materials. And some of our people cannot even sponsor a barbecue ticket to support this Dawah work that we do. There are those, listen, I must say, alhamdulillah, we have over a thousand boxes already committed. But I'm talking about those few very unfortunate people who are so conjuice and cheap. They don't understand what they donate towards. You know, conjuice, cheap, misers. They don't understand. One of the most unique Dawah complex in America, Darulum and Alikmat put together here. Do you know that? Go check it out. The kind of services we offer put together. And there are some people cannot even afford <laughs> to do that. Mashallah, Allah bless all those brothers and sisters who came forth at a thousand boxes for tomorrow barbecue. Mashallah, there are people who donated some of the chicken. There are people who donated some of the it. Allah bless you. Because all these thousands of materials and dawah that we share, you get the blessing. It's all towards the dawah. But I had to share that. That we're very fortunate. We're in a unique, complex, one of the first of its type in America. Our weekend HIFS program that we run was the first established in the United States of America. Where you have students come in on a Friday evening from Asher and leave on Sunday at Zohar. Very unique. Very unique. You have other places to do a little bit of everything that we do. We have all these things put together. You know that? Yeah. And those are some of the dawah work we do in Al-Hikmat Dawah next door. So those of you again who want to support our, it's not too late, it's tomorrow. And if you're alive by tomorrow, support it. You don't know if we'll live after tomorrow. Yeah? You have the Al-Hikmat Dawah table out there. Go support it. Go ask the brothers, all the thousands of dawah materials we give out in Quran. Allah bless all those brothers and sisters who support it. And I have to say Allah bless you because the whole mission is the mission of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Spreading the message of the Quran. Spreading the message. That was the mission. Wada'iyan ilallah. Verse 46, chapter 33, Allah says to the Prophet, I sent you to invite people to Allah. Do you know that's what Al-Hikmat is all about? Go check out verse... 125 of chapter 16. What Allah says, invite to the way of Allah with hikmat. That's why we have the name hikmat. Invite with hikmat. Wisdom. Invite to Allah. So we do all these dawah projects to invite people. You never could tell which and who will be accepted. Yeah. Anyhow, in the second khutbah, in the next 10 minutes or so, we remind ourselves a little bit about some of the lifestyle as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam being the greatest model 
the greatest model to humankind, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah without reckoning. Wa akhidu da'wan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Wa Laqibatil Al-Muttaqeen, Wa Salatu Wa Salamu Ala Rasulahi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahabihi Ajma'een. Once more, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us to be here today, to perform the Salat al-Jum'ah, the Friday khutbah, and to listen to the Friday khutbah. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower his peace and blessings upon the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we again ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower upon each and every one of us and all of our viewers on, who are viewing this khutbah live throughout the world. May Allah bless you all and bless us all. Shower his mercy upon us, his guidance, his forgiveness, and his acceptance. And I again ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower his rahmah, his mercy upon me by giving me the permission and the ability to continue with the second khutbah. I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's acceptance. I again ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show unto me the quality of tawakkal Allah, the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the taqwa, the piety, the iman, the faith, the hikmah, the wisdom, the ilm, the knowledge, and the ability to continue with the second khutbah and to fulfill this responsibility in delivering the second khutbah, inshallah. So in the first khutbah, alhamdulillah, we spoke about the Prophet sallallahu his name, his mission, alhamdulillah. In the second khutbah, I want to remind myself on you very briefly in the next five, ten minutes or so, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again in Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 21, a very well-known verse, that we hear all the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Bismillahi Rahmani Rahim, Laqada kana lakum fi Rasulullahi uswatun hasana. Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah is the most beautiful pattern and conduct. In the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu he is the most beautiful, best model for all human beings. Yeah? In another verse, chapter 34, chapter 34, verse 28, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا What is Allah saying here? Allah says, and we did not send Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Except as a universal messenger. What does he say? Uswatun hasana. 
chapter 33, verse 21, the most perfect model, best pattern and conduct. And then here he comes and says in 34, 28, that his pattern, his conduct is for all human beings. Universal, humankind, the entire world. Yeah, it's lifestyle. My brothers and sisters, you know, very short, very short to cut. Our Prophet, وسلم, a lot of people have a, 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 a misconception about, about him. They think he was a poor, ragged person. He was not. He had the wealthiest wife of his time. Do you know that? What he had? The wealthiest wife, Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, was the wealthiest woman at her time. He was a man that had the wealthiest wife. Some of you are very fortunate, even though you wealth, your wife finished all your wealth. His wife gave him wealth upon wealth. He was so lucky. He didn't have a wife that finished his wealth. He had a wife that gave him wealth. Go check it out. He, called, he was poor. Huh? And we ashamed to be his follower? <laughs> Those of you who missed the first quote, but we already spoke about his name and whom he and who he is and what he is. Wealthiest wife. His friend, his body partner that he traveled all over with. Who was that? Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. One of the wealthiest businessmen of his time. And we think the Prophet was a poor little ragged guy. Didn't have nothing. Poor man, primitive, ancient. Come on, we don't even know who he was. That's why some of us don't even want to use his name, Muhammad. We're ashamed. Wealthiest wife, his partner that accepted him and his deen and his Islam and was his riding partner in the cave and all over. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When he accepted Islam, he went publicly and started preaching Islam. The people beat him. He almost died. He didn't have to do that as a wealthy businessman. Our Prophet ﷺ had his son-in-law was one of the wealthiest men of his time, Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. Come on. Think about it. Wife, the wealthiest of his time. Wealthy businessman, Abu Bakr Siddiq. Son-in-law, wealthy man. And you're probably wondering, well, uh, being around wealthy people doesn't make you wealthier. Now listen, uh, that is a factor. Being around millionaires, I hang around a lot of millionaires, that doesn't make me a millionaire. And I make me poorer than anything else. That doesn't make you wealthy. But he was wealthy. Do you know that? That's why zakat was haram for the Prophet wasallam. Do you know that? Go check the Sharia. Zakat and sadaqah. The Prophet ﷺ could not even eat a date, a kajur that came in charity. Because he was not poor. If he was poor, then zakat and sadaqah would have been, would have been valid for him. He just lived a humble life. See the point? He lived a humble life. He had the richest friend, the richest son-in-law, the richest wife. Khadija radiallahu ta'ala, Uthman radiallahu ta'ala, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu That's only three we talk about. What about the rest? But even though, and why I want to mention this to us, 
Muslims and believers and listeners all over the world, even though he was surrounded by so much wealth and power and authority, he was very humble. Right, brother Sheikh Amin? Very humble, very loving, very kind, very generous. He was not arrogant. He was not haughty, very loving. He would always smile with everybody. You know, some people, when you want something from someone, you smile. When you don't want something, you don't smile. You give them a haughty look. Yeah, you know that, eh? Go check it. <laughs> he was, why did I use the example of Khadija radiallahu ta'ala and Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and Uthman radiallahu ta'ala? To let you know that he had all of this surrounded with. He himself, Allah gave so much to. But he just never hoarded. He would distribute, he would share, he would give. He was humble. He would smile with everybody, the weak, the poor. Uh, you know, he would shake the hands of people. You know the sunnah of shaking hands? Oh, I've said that many times and I'll say it again, inshallah. When he shook the hand of someone, the hands, he will never move his hand back until that person moved their hands back. Have you seen some of our people? They only go in 40 days and three days and they, do, they give you one finger. Let me don't show our next finger, you might get it wrong for a sec. You see some of these fake walullahs and fake pious people? When I went to India, I gave that lecture to some of the ulamas and scholars. Because the beard long and the kurta long, people come to shake your hand, you give them a little piece of hand. Some people give you one finger. Does that mean you're pious? Don't you see that, Brother Abdul Salam in Jamaat? Guy just prays, said a salam, he thinks he's so pious, you go to meet him, he's like, what is wrong with these people? Which sunnah do they follow? Which prophet do they follow? Not Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa You read through a card salah, you just went in some little thing and think you're the most pious? He had the richest wife, the richest son-in-law, the richest friend, and he was the richest. He didn't need anything from anybody. He could have given anybody anything. That's why zakat and sadqa was forbidden for him. But when he would meet people, he would put his hands out. He would hug them. That's why. Uswatun hasana. He was the universal messenger. His model is universal for the entire world. Anyone follows his lifestyle will be successful. He was known, he said, the best amongst you is he who is best to his family. What? The best amongst you is he who is best to his family. And then he said in the same hadith, he said, and I am best to my family. You know, some people, and brother Amin, I like to use examples. They pray salah five times a day here. They look like angels, farishta, malaika. When they go home, they're like bandar. They're like gadaha. They're like janwar. Haywan, in the masjid, they look like angels. They dress like angels. They talk like angels. When they go home, they act like donkeys and animals and beasts with their family. Huh? Is that the sunnah the Prophet says? That's the model? Is that what we follow? But we're listening to long lectures about the Prophet We want to hear his whole life story. We don't even know to smile like him. We don't even know to talk to our wives and our children like him. My children always tell me, Daddy, 
you are, what is the word they use? I don't even know. Whatever they mean. They mean, mommy got you under control. I said, that's just my strategy. That's the sunnah my prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa His wives used to tell him whatever they want. And he would smile with them. Do you know that? Go check his life. Okay, he know he was a man. He know what he's leader of. Most praised and most recognized in the world. Loved by everybody. So he allowed the wives to talk and joke and blabber their mouths, whatever they want. You don't need to act like a beast. You need to prove that I'm the man in the house. I'm the man. No, that was not his sunnah. His wives will always question him. Why did you go to that wife and ate honey? Why did you go to that wife and ate sweets? And he would smile and he would laugh. All right, I won't eat again, don't worry. He just make them happy. Go check out his life story. And some of us praying Salah here think, but that is fake. We pretend to be the most righteous and pious like angels in front of people. And we are not the best in our speech and our ways and our characteristics. Use the hikmah and the wisdom of Prophet That's why he's considered the model to entire humankind. Do you know that? The Meccans, the men in Mecca were very haughty. Even till today, some of those Arabs in Mecca are very haughty. With respect to any of you who hear. I didn't say everybody. Yeah? Some, some, some. So there was a little critic. The Meccans used to criticize the people of Medina, the Ansar, and say that their women had them under control. You know why? <laughs> because their husbands are very calm and loving and humble and nice. Because they followed that from the Prophet How to hang out with your daughters and your wives and how to be nice and let them joke and fun around you. They don't have to act like a beast. Actually, that's how they learn. Otherwise, they will leave you. So much care. That was our Uswatun Hassan, our Prophet That's why he said, that's why he said, the best amongst you is he who is best to his family. And the famous British saying, charity begins at home. Meaning, if you are polite and you are loving and you are kind and you are nice at home with your people, with your family, with your workers, with your co-workers, with your employees, Come on, that will reflect to others. If you have love and kindness and politeness inside of you, that will reflect onto other people. A lot of times we criticize and say, that brother is not nice, that brother is, but we don't, it's probably we're not nice to the brother. That person is not loving. Maybe we're not sharing love to that person. Yeah. If we have love, if we have kindness, if we have politeness, that will reflect onto other people. And we will feel it. And it will connect like magnet. But sometimes because we don't have it, we don't feel it. And if we don't have it, we don't get it from others. Because we don't have the connection. You know how Bluetooth works? If your device is not on, you're not going to get the other person connection. So you know a love device is not working. Right, Brother Shamir? Turn on your love device. Bluetooth. You guys familiar with Bluetooth? Your phone, Bluetooth? <laughs> If your phone device is off, the car Bluetooth could be telling your signal, signal. There's no signal because you can't connect. Turn on, turn on your love device, your politeness, your kindness, and see how you will see and feel love from other people. Many a times people tell me that person is good, that person. I say, I don't see that in the people. I don't because I look at everybody nice. Mash. I don't. Even if someone criticizes me, I say, subhanAllah, I get blessings from it. When somebody bad talk me and criticize me, I say that is blessings for me. And then I share that with you, and I'll conclude the khutbah. Once a man said he wanted to kill me, and I told the people, go tell him, shoot me when I'm on the member, so I'll die and go to Jannah. He didn't come back to shoot me again. <laughs> he has hate. He didn't want me to go to Jannah. 
So you look at everything from a positive point of view, with love, and then you will reflect love. That was the Prophet ﷺ. Go check his life. This is the month of Rabiul Awal. Today is the 18th of Rabiul Awal. You'll be hearing a lot of lectures, a lot of seminars, a lot of programs. Don't only listen to it as a story and an incident in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, but listen to it, adopt it, get it inculcated in our lifestyle, and be amongst those who follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, his lifestyle, his uswatun hasana, his pattern of conduct, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ali Imran, chapter 3, verse 31, Kul in kuntum Allah, If you love Allah, Allah is saying, if you love Allah, then follow the Prophet So if we want to be successful in this world and the hereafter, we need to adopt the, the, the characteristics, the pattern of our Prophet Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, we thank Thee, Allah, for all the favors and bounty that You have bestowed upon us, Ya Allah. We ask Thee, Allah, to send Your peace and blessings upon the Holy Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Wa Ala Alihi Washabihi Ajma'in. We ask Thee, Allah, to give us all the good in this world and the good in the hereafter. Allahumma Rabbana Atina Fi Dunya Hasanatan Wa Fil Akhirati Hasanatan Wa Qina Azabana. Inna Allahu Malaikatuhu Yusalluna Ala Nabi. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Mawlana Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammadin bi'adadi man sallallahu wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Mawlana Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammadin bi'adadi man qa'ada wa qam. Wa salli ala jameel anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Wa ala kulli malaykatika al-muqarrabeen. Wa ala ibadillahi salihin birahmatika ya arhamar rahmeen. Ibadullah, inna Allah ya'amadu bil'adli wal-ihsan. Wa itai dhil qurba wa yanha'ani al-fahshah wal-munkari wal-baghh. يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون ولا ذكر الله تعالى أعلى وأولى وعز وجل وهم أكبر الله أكبر كمسلم